Ons voor jou, wat nou? In this season we are zooming in on some of the most relevant expat topics. And we hope to give you a helping hand regardless of the expat phase you are in. This is season 2, Ubuntu Tips and Tricks. Welcome and a good afternoon in Europe uh, with my co-hosts Cory and Edouan and a special, very special guest, Jakub Meyer. So for him, I'll have to say good morning because I believe he's sitting in a morning uh, time zone at this moment. But first of all, Cory and Edouan, how are you guys doing? Edouan, starting with you. I'm doing well. Thanks, Jano. Uh, excited about the episode. Oh, also doing well. I've been so long, it's so long ago that I've been on the show. I also feel like a guest today. So uh, <laughs> that's going no, good. No, absolutely. Welcome back, Corey. Welcome back. Thank you, we thank we you. certainly have missed you. And uh, yeah, we, we are standing, unfortunately, and so to say, fortunately, to the towards the end of our second season, Ubuntu Tips and Tricks. And what a roller coaster ride it's been sharing all the tips and tricks. And, and today we have a very special guest, Yaku Mayer. That's going to send, uh, share his uh, um, tips and tricks. Yaku, how are you doing? Very well, thank you. Yes, it's it's not too early. Luckily, it's only like 8 o'clock, so it's okay. But yeah, thank you very much for having me. And are you on your second or your first cup of coffee? On my first. Yeah, so it's, it, I only woke up recently, so yeah. <laughs> okay, no, excellent, excellent. Yaku, um, yes, everyone. Now, when I spoke to Yaku earlier in um, in the week, he told me he's going to drink a whiskey by now. So, um, you know, it's, we're not off to a good start. So hopefully, you know, it can only get better from you on. Yaku, you have to be here. If you have a single whiskey and I coffee and coffee from your head, can you have my arcane? Police coffee. I get ongeluk I get to feel whiskey drink. So, for this man, it's coffee tonight. Okay, yeah, excellent, excellent. Yaku, so... I know that you are from Nalspreit. You matriculated from Wurschkul, Nalspreit, all the way in the north of the country where it's on average 30 degrees Celsius. Tell us a little bit more of how you as Yaku made the decision to go abroad. What was that drive that almost, you know, lingered for you to, to see what is outside of the borders of, first of all, Nalspreit? and the Mulanga province, uh, reaching borders as fast east to west, and I believe now you're sitting pretty north in the planet. So, so first of all, sh- let's sh- share that with, maybe with us and our listeners, and then second of all, together with that, just maybe give us, a, give us a timeline of how long you've been abroad and where have you been stationed abroad? Yeah, so first, well, I when I started studying, I started education, um, so I always in the back of my mind, I thought, well, teaching is a good way to kind of travel and leave the country. Um, but then when I got my degree, I was kind of like, nah, maybe I should, maybe I should stay put. But then some other things happened and I thought, well, no, I'm still young. Maybe I should take, take the earth on and take the world on and just, just leave. Um, so the first thing I went to Taiwan, um, that was in 2013. And I thought it's going to be a small island because it's not on mainland Taiwan. It's going to be a small island. I thought I'm, I'm excited. I'm going to, everyone warns me like, listen, there's not a lot of expats there. Are you ready for this? I said, I can do this. So then I went to Taiwan and I'm the only, only English speaking person on the island, um, which was quite a shock, which we'll probably talk about later, but very big shock to the system. Um, and then I was only there for a month. Uh, and then I went to Oman and I was there for three years. After Oman, I went to Shanghai, China for two years. 
then back to Oman for one year with my wife, and then now I moved to Canada. So, so you were only one month in Taiwan. So <laughs> yeah. it, technically, it can count as a long extended holiday as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, basically, I thought I was going to stay there for two years. That was my plan, but it was just too. It was to be honest, like it was a shock to the system. Like the culture shock was just massive, and uh, yeah. I tried to do everything to get out of there. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, and, and your occupation across the let's say spectrum of countries that you lived in, what, is it mainly the same, or, or what is the occupation that you, you you tackled? Yeah, so it was basically teaching teaching to primary school kids. Except okay. In in yeah, in China, I moved. I, I again, I tried to do something different. So then I taught um, adults. I went to a, like a language institute. Um, okay. Mainly teaching them. Yeah. Okay, okay. And, and, and now in Canada, are you uh, um, English on Canada work for, for the Canadians? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this time I decided to change my career completely, even though with COVID and everything, it's probably not the best time or wasn't the best time. But now I decided to go into sales. So now I'm in okay. car sales. <laughs> okay. And, and where are you stationed in, in Canada right now? In Toronto. In Toronto, okay, okay, nice. Yeah. Now I've I've never been, but I definitely want to travel there. Then I'll I'll give you a shout when I when I make my way that side. Yes, please do. Just make sure you come in the winter. The weather's lovely. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Hey, Yaku. So so when you when you were in Taiwan and and after a month you decided to move, did you go directly to Oman and and why specifically Oman? So I think I was quite lucky because I had friends there. Um. So I well I was had had contact with them. So basically, they they figured out that this I wasn't really enjoying Taiwan that much, or not really enjoying it. It was just a shock to the system. Um, and then they basically helped me find a job at their school. So within I would say within three days, I basically resigned at my job. I got a, a, a plane ticket, and then I just left. So it was it wasn't really planned. It was just like the spur of the moment. And and a vi- visa. I mean, I'm not sure about Uman. Did you have to like get a visa before you? Before you head to Oman, or or was was that easy to to arrange, or how did that go? Yeah, again, luckily, I think it was just luck on my side because Oman, you can get South Africans can get a visa on arrival. So yeah, luckily, I was able to just fly in, get a visa on arrival, and then sort out all the other form formalities, like obviously more uh, uh, re- uh, temporary residency and stuff like that. But I could get a visa on arrival there, which was which was nice. Oh, awesome. Now, I just wanted to ask that on your intro. That's that stood out to me. That that um that quick transition. <laughs> Yaku, and then I think something you just touched on when you when you talked about the countries you were in is, is the language. So, obviously, your first stay was very short. So I'm assuming you didn't really learn language in Taiwan, um, or, or China or whatever they want to call it these days. But what would you say was or are your tips or your tricks or the way that you approach this these different kinds of languages and and what's your way of approaching it to to get into the culture a bit more yeah so in in china specifically in shanghai i did um i actually did like mandarin lessons which was nice so just to get like a baseline just to kind of get around and order stuff and so on but in general i feel like even in oman with arabic and stuff like that i think just a friendly face and a smile actually goes way further than than knowing the language um i'm talking about like asking things or like whatever like <clears throat> just being friendly actually helps out because yeah the language is a big thing and you can still use your phone to maybe translate on your phone and stuff like that if it's really really necessary but 
in general, I just think you just have to look approachable for people not to get a fright and be like, oh, who's this? Um, because they know they don't understand you. You don't understand them. So, yeah, I just think a friendly face goes further than just knowing the language. And and what what would you say is like the level of English proficiency in, in those countries? I know you just mentioned like in the first country, I think there was Taiwan. It was very almost zero. Um, but in the other countries, except now for Canada, but but Oman, China, I was I was there. Yeah, so Taiwan was I would say one percent because I was the I was the one percent there, um, <laughs> and then because like I said, it was it wasn't on my mainland Taiwan. It was it was a small little island off the coast. Like I had like a little scooter, and if I drove around the whole island, it took me about about an hour. So it was yes. very tiny, and I was the only only it's the only white face there only foreigner anything um yeah so that was tricky in oman there's quite a lot of english to be honest from the from the locals from from the omanis they do speak um, english pretty well or maybe quite broken and then in shanghai i was quite surprised i thought there was going to be more english because it's a very big international city but but there again there was not a lot of english there's more mandarin so um i would say the two challenge the challenging parts were taiwan and, and china um, or shanghai yeah, I can imagine. And and any um in in China, did you eat anything interesting that you want to share with uh, us? Now's your time. I did. Yes, I see. I'm. That's the whole point of. I think that's the whole point of traveling is. I think food is the first thing where I can get comfortable with getting to know the country. So I always try to go different foods, and I think I've got a strong strong enough stomach to go eat everything. Um. Yes, yeah, so I've had I've had snake. I've had, I think, I still don't really know, but I think it's some mystery meat, like either cat or dog. Um, I did ask someone what it is, and they said, well, I don't think this is dog, because dog is a little bit more sour, um, apparently. So I think it's probably cat. But, um, <laughs> I mean, if it's good, then, then eat it. <laughs> but was it at least nice and soft, the meat? That it was uh, would, not, not Thai? See, I would I'd probably compare it to um, a nice chewy lamb. It's because it's oh, red okay, meat. That's not too uh, bad. That's not too no, bad. No. And it's probably cheaper. <laughs> oh, fluffy. Now we're the fluffy here. Yeah, I'm going to ice cut. Of the ice cut, yeah. Nee, joh, that's <laughs> moeilijk. Maar ander vraag wat ek nou weet het oor oor China is daar baie um in die nies, nee, as jy nies moet kyk in China, is daar kan jy westerse nies sien in China? Is dit is dit moontlik of is dit en 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 indien dit moontlik is as jy dan na die Chinese nies kyk, is dit is it by the by the south? See near the south the type, but nice come us always off some with the angle. We must have a few stories to keep up, or the government, or whatever, or the nice bureau itself. So yeah, who was that? For some, what's the type of nice that you all get? In China, was it by a limited? For some, yeah, what's the word? By a restricted. With all this, when I think there's also check, but who come who come there? Not by English, is he? But that's not by a international influence. Um, yeah, so as you know, op, as you know, op the internet gaan and so on, yeah, then you can see your news, but then I think I get more beseft that selfs me news over South Africa, you must have the perspective mooi outkijk, because when the news or the media give you a lot of an what aan. So I with my ouders praat over, over the COVID thing and so on, and then they say, this is so bad, nie. but then obviously, as you know, on the news is it just so Ja, ja. En dan en dan 'n ander vraag aan die man hè. Ons het nou weer vroeger gepraat oor die whisky. 
Nou, en hoe man, ik weet niet hoe, die drinkkultuur is nou niet daar, soos uh, die gemiddelde, weet hoe ons groot geworden het in Nelspruit nie, weet, as jy in Nelspruit, het die op een vrijdag heet in 12 uur, dan is het moest maar brandewijnkie tijd of so, so, hoe het jy gemaakt in hoe man, was daar geleentheid om bij baar te kan gaan sit, of was het, mag je bij jou huis gedrink het, mag je drank gekoop het, in, in enige sin, of, of, of glad nie? Ja, die, kijk, jy moet me nog steeds, want het is maar warm, so jy wil nie die dreer nie, so, um, <laughs> Je moet maar een plan maak, so, ja, jy weet jy, as jy wil drank koop by drankwinkel, moet jy soos een lieke license hee, wat jy moet aansoek doen, en jou, jou um, werkgever moet, moet de basis brief skryf, en sê hoe jy die ou kan maar drink, um, en dan moet jy nou, by, dan moet jy nou lieke license skryf by, by die ministerie of wat ook al, um, maar daar is, daar is by die hotel en so, dit is nog maar crew en goed, dit is maar, kom ons weggesteek en so, maar dit is daar, verstaan, dit is uh, omaral weer eens internationale mense is en so, kan nog steeds maar bierkie gaan drink en so. Um, okay, yeah. that's really, really interesting. It is, because it's not, it's not accustomed to, um, I mean, it's not what the Umanis grew up with, or, or would you actually find some of the, the religious Umanis actually also drink, or is that, it's frowned upon, but they still do it, or is it the thing that they absolutely don't do? Yeah, they, they you actually do, you can go to a, to a, a pub or whatever, and then you will see some locals, they enjoying a beer, Obviously, like we know, <clears throat> excuse me, we know it's not, it's frowned upon, and they know it's frowned upon. But I mean, everyone makes their own decisions. But so you do see some locals enjoying a beer and so on. But, but yeah. Okay, um, good on them. Good on them. <laughs> and and Yaku, sorry, just repeat your timeline a little bit in slow motion because you were like a ping pong ball moving across <laughs> the planet. Uh, um, yes. If I understood correctly, from 2013, you've never stayed in SA again for longer than a year, right? Well, yeah, I've never been. I've never, never been back, been back essentially. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Well, I went back to visit my family, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but but not staying there, let's say, permanently or as a as a resident, so to say. Yes. And and what is the currently living in in Canada? What is the biggest advantage that you see living there compared to SA? And what is the biggest disadvantage? Or what is the biggest thing that you almost miss about SA? You know, so the 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 high and the low of staying in Canada, essentially. Yeah, I think in Canada, um, for example, universal healthcare is very yeah. big because everyone has everyone has healthcare from like public healthcare, which I think is very good. And just the the overall infrastructure is is obviously much better than South Africa. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I appreciate that. Even just like for example, I, while I was doing my my visa and stuff, it it took about a year or like eight months. And even within that, I was still able to to go to like a doctor and stuff like that and get like a flu shot for free and those kinds of stuff. So yeah, I think they, they really invest in the country, I guess, health wise. Um, yeah. And I mean, there's always going to be a lot of things you miss from South Africa. Um, the one thing, and I think we've, you guys have mentioned it before as well, is the South African weather. Like we're really spoiled for, for constant good weather in the year. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. No extremes. Um, yeah. But I mean, over here as well, like I see everything as a, as a new opportunity and a new experience. So if it's very cold, it's obviously it's not comfortable, but I, I see it as well. I'm privileged to be in a place covered with snow, so. Yeah, but, but do you guys stay in the heart of Toronto or on the outskirts, the suburban areas, uh, so to say, of Toronto? Yeah, we're in a more suburban area called Scarborough. Um, okay. But yeah, it's about, it's about, I think, 30 minutes from downtown. All right, okay, nice, nice. Uh, Yaku, one thing, so somewhere in this, the, I see you call it this ping pong across the globe, 
<laughs> you said I was, and then later when you said we were. Um, so I'm assuming, uh, well, I, we know you are married, um, but, but tell us a bit more about that story, like where did you guys meet and, and how did that whole thing progress and, and decision to go back to Canada? Yeah, so after I went to Oman the first time, I decided to, because Oman, I was in a little bit of a smaller, smaller little town, um, and Oman in general, you're not really going to go there to meet people. Um, um, so I decided, well, I, I think three years here has been enough. Maybe I should go to China, do something different, which is why I decided to go teach adults and so on. So I went to China and um, then my wife, my now wife, she started at the same company like two weeks after me. Um, she moved from Canada. They also just to, to do like a gap year or whatever. Um, yeah, so we met there at the same company and we started hanging out. And, and then I decided to... After two years there, we, I decided, well, maybe I should take her back to Oman because I had really great memories in Oman. So I wanted to show her just kind of like a different side to it before we settled down or whatever. So so we went to Oman for one year and then, yeah, then we decided, okay, I guess maybe we should start thinking of more responsible decisions and going back home. So, so are you now calling Canada home as well? Yes. Um it's been the plan from the, from the beginning to, I guess, come to Canada, settle down, just kind of like get everything in a row. Like, I guess one day when we want to retire, you don't want to just suddenly start from scratch, like at least kind of get things in a row. Um, you never know, maybe, maybe in the future we'll travel again. Cause I don't think I'll ever settle down. Um, but maybe in the future, I don't know, maybe I'll go somewhere else, but for now, yes, it's, it's yeah, because I recall, I recall, I think it was a few months, so half a year ago, I told you on, on WhatsApp, that um, if we were to move out of the Netherlands, uh, my wife and I, we, we might potentially look at an opportunity in, in Mauritius. And the first thing you said, like, listen, I'm settled, but uh, let me know, you know. <laughs> so I don't think uh, settling down is in is in my nature, neither is it in yours. So, you know, we might just be neighbors in the future. You never know. <laughs> Sounds good. But, but, but Yaku, is, is the Canadian passport in the back of your mind or are you chasing that? Or how, how does that whole system work? I'm not really familiar of how one can actually get the Canadian passport. Or does it work on the same system as the States, for example, with a green card and then initially going over? Or is, is that something in your mind that you are essentially chasing and, and want to have? See, um, yeah, so yeah, if I have it correct, I think, so I've got my permanent residency, which is a spousal visa because of my wife. Yes. But, so I have to have my my spouse my permanent residency for five years, then I can apply for citizenship. Um, okay. Now I'll always want to keep the the Grun Mamba, and yes. maybe I'll just maybe I'll just frame it and put it in the house. But um, it's probably the frame is going to be more worth the Grun Mamba. So um, yeah, that's why I'm I'm, I'm fine with changing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, same. So, same. Okay. So it is definitely something that you are chasing in the back of your mind, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because okay. it's just so much easier, I guess, like like you guys know, it's just so much easier with a different passport because, yeah, and yeah. except for Africa, like some African countries and here and there, it doesn't really help us doing anything. But, and, and I can't remember now in terms of ge geography of Canada, is is um, Toronto isn't French, right? Or is it is no. there a big... Oh, so Montreal no. or the other side is more French yeah. influenced, right? Okay, okay. Yeah. So at least you didn't have the... The, the struggle and the challenge to, to as a striker block, to, to learn another language or get acquainted <laughs> with another language. No, then I, I probably would have moved and said, listen, enough. This is okay. enough. I don't know. I've been to all these countries and I still don't know any languages. So stop adding something else to what I need to learn. 
Alright. Afrikaans en Engels. Oh, gaat jij. Ja. Yeah. Oh, very good. Just on that, uh, on the on the uh, Groen Mamba, almost called the Swart Mamba, but, but in any case, um, I spoke to a friend as well, uh, a good friend of, of Sia and Corey as well, uh, Rehard Wippi, and he said that when he traveled to New Zealand to come and visit me in Laverne, he actually traveled on his South African passport because with his Dutch passport, which is, I believe, the fourth strongest passport in the world, he needed a visa to enter New Zealand. And that's the first time since he's been abroad that he preferred to travel on the on the Groen Mamba compared to a sure. uh, a different passport. Yeah, so side note, side note. With, but in any case, I want to move on to something else because it is season two. It's Ubuntu tips and tricks. And, and I mean, that's in the name of the season. It's it's sharing tips and, and sharing some tricks. Yaku, you, um, you are not a vegan or vegetarian, are you? No, no, I'm not. No way. <laughs> okay, so then I'll jump into the question. Boerewors en droewors. I mean, that is a big part of our, I would call it, you know, I would call it heritage. It's it's something that we grow up with. It's something that I believe 90 to 99% of South Africans really love to 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 eat. And but there's less that actually, you know, take take the the the, the other role where you actually prepare it. And especially now living abroad, I mean, I can't just go to to the supermarket and 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 buy myself boerewors. Or uh, you know, go to the go to the butcher and get some like a drovor. So I know that you make your own drovors and burovors. Firstly, which one is your favorite to actually prepare? And then let's let's go down that route to to kind of give us a tip. You know, what what do you do? What equipment do you need? Um, yeah, and how long does it take? And and then where do you actually do it in the house? Yeah. So my well, my favorite is always going to be drovors. Um, it's a little bit harder. It's not all back. My I mean, it's fine to do it over the weekend because um, the reward the reward is much better than the like much better. Um, but I still like for both actually for everything I like to experiment and play around and do my own thing um, because I just found yes you, I can find Budavos and Drovos and Boltong yeah, but it's for the you're gonna always pay a little bit more and also for the price it's not really worth it. Like there's always something missing. There's always because everyone makes their own favorites. Um, whereas if you make it your own, then I can I can make it the way I want it. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, yeah. Uh, what is the price of your kilo? Oh, yes. I'm going to look. I think it's $20 a kilo. Okay, right. Yeah. And, and no, what, is your, what is your secret spice? What is your, of your, your, your flies ratio? Sit jy meer vark in, sit jy minder vark in, sit jy geen vark in, en watse spices hou jy daar van mee rond te speel? Ja, ek, ek, ek houd maar basic, en um, daar is niks erg ekstra wat ek basic, maar nou en dan is daar bijvoorbeeld een knoffelkie ingooi, of iets is dit, of met die boerewors, of like bijvoorbeeld kaas, bijvoorbeeld een kaasworsbouw, of iets is dit, en um, ja, so ek, ek houd het basic, daar is nie erg een groot geheim nie, so ek, ek sal net nog julle die re- recept stuur, en dan <laughs> kan julle dit posten wat ek kan, Set in die show notes, ja, ja. Ja, ja. En het jy een span, het jy, doen jy dit op jou eie nou die naweek, vaart jou hele dag, of, of uh, Bonnie, jou vrou, klim sy in en help, um, hoe, hoe werd dit nou? Sy, verdekker sal ek al bykie, bykie, bykie inspan en sê, hoe die kom, kom doen bykie jou deel, maar gewoonlik, um, <laughs> so. niet ek het om het self te doen, want ek hou al van om aan my oorfone op te sit, en nou woors die visser of een klipberg te jol, en dan, dan bou ek die boerewors, <laughs> of die droewors, so, um, so ja, 
Lekker voorzien in Clipwerf. Dit is, dit ja. is eindelijk die, die speciale ingrediënt wat nou daar inkom. Oké, okay. dit is want ja. ek nou heel tijd gevis het. Ek soek al die speciale ingrediënt en nou het ons om. Nee, dit is grand, want um, ja, ja, ek bedoel, was, wat doen jy het en net in die kombuis? En, en, en wat ja. het jy nou, oké. Okay. So ek het, ek het vir my, uh, bol, die enige wat ek basis ge, ek het vir my so'n boltongbox gebouw vir die boltong en die droogers. Um, so ek het een van daakies gebouw en dan het ek op Amazon en wat lekker is hier sok, Ach, jy kan enig iets, enig iets kry op Amazon, so, so ek my op Amazon ge, soos een verhoorstopper bestel, um, en ek het my eie, soos een meel, my elektrische grinder, wat ek hier vlees koop by die, by die slaghuis, en dan meel ek het self, en ja, doen ek my eie ding, en ek kom buis, en dan sit ek in die, die basement onder, want hier is ons die huis, is ons nog anders gebouw, soos het Afrika, um, daar is een basement, en dan is al basis twee levels boe dit, um, maar dit is bykie cooler in die basement, so ek sit alles in die basement onder, om droog te raak, of wat ook al. Oké, awesome. Now, it sounds like you pretty much sorted with all your meat, but that brings me to my next question, Yaku. Um, we know that now that you have, let's say, a Canadian wife, so I take it that your, um, let's say, network of friends, they, they, there's a lot of Canadians, you know, intertwined due to your wife, but do you also have then, let's say, a South African community in Toronto, um, you, you know, that you can uh, take out a pack of Boerewors and throw it on the cooler and, and share it with, let's say, South African blood uh, across the ocean? So, unfortunately, with COVID, the, the, the time we arrived, everything closed down and so on. So, I haven't really had the chance to go out and meet other South Africans and other people and so on. I have, obviously, on Facebook connected with a few people and so but physically going out and meeting people, not yet, because... First of all, the winter now doesn't really make for a nice gathering, even though I still go out and hoi like braai and so on. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, but I'm looking forward to the spring now when, when things warm up and the restrictions are easing up a little bit, then I'll, then I can go out and meet more people because at the moment yeah. it's been quite, it's been quite restricted. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, makes sense, makes sense. But and, my, and... my, I get my, my freezer is full, klaar gemaakt, the boerewors and so on, so I, Ek is bezig om te recht te maak vir so die voorraad is daar. Die voorraad ja. is daar vir die sommer. <laughs> die voorraad is daar, nou kort die vrienden nog net, en, en het gaan nou volg in die sommer, maar nog iets wat ek volg is, waar jy gaan travel in Canada? Um, wat is daar iets op die bucketlist die wil sien hierdie sommer wat voorlee is daar, en ja, ja, vertel bykie, vertel bykie veel iets specifieks is wat jy wil sien in Canada. Ja, dat is te veel, want die land is so groot, maar ons, ons eerste trip wat ons plan is, ons wil een roadtrip doen, um, al, die pla, al die pad oos, um, so van ons af gaan het so, ek denk so 2000 kilo's, um, wat so, oe, nou het ek die plek naam vergeet, maar in elk geval, um, Newfoundland, sorry, Newfoundland sorry. en Labrador, as gees? It, sorry, het jy gesê oos? Ja. Waar is dit dan? Ok, ok. Ja, <laughs> so ons wil, so basis een roadtrip doen, Newfoundland en Labrador toe, wat heel, wat die meest ooste punt is van, um, van Canada. Um, yes. Ja, so ons, ons wil, ons wil het soos een roadtrip doen, in plaas om te vlieg, want het is te makkelijk om te vlieg, ons wil het daarom interessant maak, en ander dinge te sien, en ander dele van die, van die land te sien, en goed so. So, dit is die eerste ding, en dan is ons kyk van daar af. Ok, awesome, ja, want toe jy noem 2000, toe sê ek by myself, ja, hy gaan dan definitief nie Vancouver's kant toe rui nie, want het gaan jou nie uh, derde Vancouver toe kry. <laughs> ja, ja but, ok, interessant. En, 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 en Jaku, um, please 
tell me that you've driven one of those snowmobiles, those jet skis <laughs> that go on the snow. Because if I go to Canada on the winter, that's the first thing that I'll try out. <laughs> not yet, not yet. I've done I've done ice fishing, which was fun. Oh, is it? Uh? But, uh, yeah, but I've done the ice fishing, but yeah, I haven't I haven't gone on a snowmobile yet. Did you get a bite when you did the ice fishing? We did. It was a very small fish, so it was kind of disappointing. But it was a good again. It was a good experience. Um, and I've I've got a few other friends as well. They do ice fishing as well. So okay, there's always room room for improvement. Yeah, yeah. No, but a bite is a bite, you know. <laughs> yeah. I see you first You you want to make some bokums. Uh, I see that that the Bolton dryer is, is that's the reason why you're going fishing. There's so some the other can. Fish, I can probably make bokums with that one. It was very tiny. <laughs> Well, so now there's some other friends, Ewald and Albertus. I also see them, uh, but they live more central in Canada. And, and I also see their, their photos on Facebook uh, going ice fishing. It doesn't look fun at all, but apparently it's a life changer. So yeah. it needs yeah. to be on my bucket list as well. And But Yaku, if you guys fly back home now, let's say, okay, you call Canada home now, but let's say if you fly back to your original home, which is Nelspreit, what is your closest route? What is the best option for you to, I take it to fly to London first, right? Or, or... Yeah, so when we when we first, so last time we, we, we visited from South Africa, we flew to Canada, which was, we, we flew to Dubai and then from Dubai to Toronto, which All was right. quite a long flight. But apparently everyone here says, because we haven't had a chance to go back yet since the yeah. year, but, but apparently everyone says, yeah, you either fly to, to London or you fly to the Netherlands. Um, okay. And then you just go straight down. Okay, so if you fly back to South Africa and you pit stop here in the Netherlands, feel free to call any of us and we'll have a couple of dopa. But you'll that's have to smuggle problem. some bultong across that we can at least taste it. See, that's fine. I, I think it's okay taking any meat out, but bringing meat in is a problem, yeah? So yeah, I'm fine. I'll, I'll bring you guys some. Excellent. Now then, then the first round's on me. <laughs> Sounds good. Second one can be on me, and Corey, you'll take care of the third one, and yeah, after that, we'll, we'll drink on Canadian dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, um, uh, yeah, let's get into the Safa Index, hey? What, what do you reckon? Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Yaku, I think you're very familiar with the Safa Index as an avid listener to, um, let's say, our podcast, Ons for Yo, What Now. So this week on the Safa Index, I'm not sure who's who's tackling it. Who's the presenter of the Safa Index this week? Uh, I can I can take it. Okay. Um, let me just get my uh, open my notes. Welcome to the Safa Index. So this week, I think it's something that everyone across the world has have had. So. Um, and it's not a South African product, but I thought this week would be interesting to look at Starbucks. Um, it was a great thing to have in South Africa up the market. I know people have been standing in the Instagram selfies. Yes, it was a great hit. So um, I went to look into Starbucks, uh, and this is for a tall latte. I don't know. Yeah, so so that's the, the price and the, the product. In South Africa, it's around 32 rand. Um, and then for, for our, our um, index, America, which is strange to me, but they are the most expensive at 63 Rand. And the cheapest Australia, 45 Rand. Um, and Yaku, you can now maybe correct us. In Canada, 
the price we have was 46 rand. I don't have the dollar price with me now, but mm-hmm. um, and then the Netherlands also 60 rands, also not cheap. And then the most expensive one, which is not on our usual list, uh, is in Denmark, and that's uh, rounded off 90 rands for a copy coffee. So you have to buy a lot of wine for the first time in the kitchen. Look, school, yeah, that's dear. Because whenever, whenever I get to the airport, I always think, you know, I'm going to just quickly buy another coffee. I don't want to pay my four euros or four euros fifty or three euros or whatever it turns out to be for, for Starbucks. It's such a big company and I'm kind of against it. But then, you know, you, you just buy a piece of rubbish at the at the store next door and next time you find yourself at the Starbucks. So I believe everybody who's ever traveled has had a uh, a Starbucks. So it's an awesome, awesome, um, awesome Sapphire Enix to actually listen to. And so, Yaku, you that's been in all these uh, funny countries in terms of languages, you know when you order coffee at Starbucks, they write your name and a Koki pen on it. If you tell them Yaku, and let's say, for uh, for example, in China, what do they write there? No, it's a battle. It's a battle every time. Even, yeah, it's a battle. Because obviously, J-A-C-O doesn't really, they say Jaco, Jaco. Yeah. So I've I've learned to just accept it. If they say Jaco, then I'm like, yeah, that's me. Um, so Tell them honest, it's Jacob without the B. <laughs> that's the thing. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's always something. Um, but when they write it, they'll write it with Y-A-K-U. Then okay. like, close enough. Close enough. But- but in China, they probably just draw your little house with three stripes <laughs> through the roof or something. I don't know how they spell yeah. your name there. <laughs> oh, classic. No, excellent. But uh, yeah, guys, that brings us to our second last episode of Ubuntu Tips and Tricks. Uh, Yaku, thank you very much for being our special guest in this ninth episode of Season 2 Ubuntu Tips and Tricks on Ons for Yo, What No. And uh, yeah, all the best there in Canada. It sounds like yours, your stock is ready for the summer price that's, that's well, probably around the corner. And uh, yeah, I trust you're going to have some great fun. And, and like we said, please uh, share your recipes with us. And when you make a pit stop here in Europe, back to your home, South Africa, <laughs> Nalspreit, Edibos, feel free to give us a shout and we'll have a couple of dopper. No, thank you very much. Um, just one more thing I wanted to say is I, I think something that I found very helpful since since leaving the country or since going to different countries where the cultures are much different is um, I think I was my, my parents taught me to do to others what you want to do to yourself. Um, and I feel like when you go to a different country, even if you don't agree with the culture, like um, if you don't even if you don't agree, you still respect someone else's country because you're uh, you're a guest in their country. Um, so that's just something I was thinking of as well, just to to add. But yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. Thanks, Yaku. Yeah, thank you very much for your time. And um, yeah, I mean, enjoy it over then. We'll stay in touch. Yeah, thank you very much. I'll see you guys again, once again in the winter, because the weather's beautiful. Um, yeah, so you're all welcome. <laughs> Perfect. I'm definitely taking you up on that offer, but <laughs> then I then uh, we're definitely going to tackle some snowmobiles. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, right. Edward Cody, I'll see you the next time. Yes, thanks, thanks, guys. Thanks, Cody. Form part of our expat community and follow us on your favorite podcasting platform or visit the website onsforyoupodcast.com.